Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. My name is Lena Abjamra, and I'm your host. If you're new to this community and to this podcast, I am grateful that you've tuned in. And if you've been here before, then welcome back. I am a pediatric ER doctor by training. I practice telemedicine now, and uh, my vocation is to teach the Bible. And I do it in a number of different ways under the ministry that I started years ago called Living with Power Ministries. I hope you're familiar with our ministry, and I hope you've uh, checked out our website. You can do it even now at livingwithpower.org. Uh, here in this podcast, uh, we're all about biblical truth for everyday life. Uh, my hope in the current series is to continue to restore hope for the Christian living in a post-Christian world. That's the world we're living in right now, where people have become very biblically illiterate and unfamiliar with the Christian faith. Uh, many of them are angered by Christian doctrine. So how are we to live in this era? Well, uh, God's Word tells us, and every week we take a question that you send me. I've called it Dear Lena. Uh, you can, in fact, email me any question you have about faith, life, and culture and God, and you can do so at Dear Lena. That's D-E-A-R-L-I-N-A at livingwithpower.org, and I would love to hear from you. Today's question is about miracles. I uh, hope you enjoy it. And as usual, after I give you the question, I'm gonna give you three big ideas that will sort of be the foundation of our thoughts on this topic. Uh, Here it is. Dear Lena, are there such things as miracles and why don't I see more of them in my life? Great question. Uh, Whoever sent that, I appreciate the question. Uh, There are two kinds of Christians Uh, Let's define them. Uh, There is a group of Christians in modern-day world called uh, continuationists, and there's another group that call themselves cessationists. Now, you probably have never uh, heard these words before, or I bet you're in one of the two groups and you've never thought about it much. As the words imply, cessationists are people who no longer believe in certain uh, spiritual gifts, like the speaking in tongues and the gifts of prophecy and healings, and often the gifts of of miracles, uh, as as I think this question was asked. Miracles are supernatural events that only God can do. Um, The continuationists are Christians who, again, follow the same Lord. They read the same Bible, but they've come to the conclusion that you can still have modern-day miracles. I am a continuationist. I'll just say it up front. I do believe that God continues to work miracles, and hopefully my answer will encourage you here today. And we don't, this is, this is you can agree to disagree on these things. I don't think this is a, uh, uh, you know, it's not one of those arguments that, that separates Christians from non-Christians. No, this is an argument within the Christian community, and based on where you grew up, what denomination you're in, uh, who, where you're attending church right now, I, I am sure you've been influenced by one side or the other. Ironically, I grew up in a very much a cessationist background, but I have continued to witness, and in fact, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, in fact, why don't I just give you the first big idea? I feel like uh, that might be a much better way to do this. Here, here it is. Most of us don't see miracles. Again, hang on, hang on. I need to slow down. Uh, and some of you are going, yeah, 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 slow down. Okay, all right, all right, I get it. Let me repeat the question. Dear Lena, are there such things as miracles, and why don't I see more of them in my life? And here's the first big idea. Most of us don't see miracles in our lives because we don't believe in them. All right, that's the truth. And look, whether you're a continuationist or you call yourself a cessationist, whatever it is, the truth is that miracles seem like these fairy tale stories in God's word that happened to them, the others. And uh, uh, miracles continue to be controversial in the Christian life. I sort of give you the big idea here between the camp and the Christian life that believes that that God continues to do miracles and heal people and 
provide miraculously, and, and then the other camp that uh, sort of is, is against that and thinks, no, God now works through his word, and, uh, and they still believe God could do it, but that he no longer uses miracles to, 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 to prove who he is, which is the premise of cessationism, is that miracles were there for a season to point to Jesus. And so uh, in the Old Testament, God used miracles uh, because they were looking forward to Christ, and, and, and he, it was one way to, for God to communicate who, his power to his people, and um, and of course now, and then Jesus came and he performed miracles to uh, give uh, credibility to his ministry and to point to who he is. And now we're in a you know, post-resurrection era where we have the word of God. And so cessationists argue that because we have the word of God, we no longer need extra biblical proof that, that God, Jesus is God. And so there's this controversial issue, and I think we've talked about that enough. Uh, but the truth is that miracles are a part of the Christian life. And so uh, I think every Christian would agree to this. Uh, if I take you to John chapter 14, uh, truly, truly, Jesus says, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, uh, this I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, a, a continuationist believes that that verse indicates that God might, you know, Jesus is into doing miracles still. You can ask him for anything because he's a big God and does big things, and, uh, and, and, and both cessationists and continuationists would still agree that miracles are part of the Christian life because the greatest miracle of all is the miracle of salvation, which is much of the context of John 14 and 15, where Jesus is talking about this relationship we have in, with God through Jesus Christ and how he's going to prepare a place for us and someday we're going to be with him eternally. And there's no greater miracle than that. And so the fact that, that, that anybody would doubt that the Christian life itself, itself is miraculous, man, how in the world could, could anybody come up with a story of of, of, of what God has told us in his word and how Jesus came and died for us and rose from the dead. I mean, the whole thing is a miracle, right? Uh, so miracles are an integral part of the biblical narrative. And so, again, there's a sort of an intellectual separation in many Christians' minds where we believe in it in, in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, but it's sort of about them. You know, we, we sort of forget about miracles in our own life or not, not, we don't just forget about them in our life. We are fearful to expect them in our life, maybe based on past disappointments. We've prayed for things they didn't happen and so now we no longer pray for anything and so um let alone miracles because we just doubt that god could do it and so so we th sometimes this question of do miracles still happen is an issue of faith your your to your faith is not strong enough your faith is not based on the sure foundation and the powerful awesome ability of god the father to do anything and so um if that's you, uh, you need to pray for more faith. We'll be praying for you for more faith. So that's number one. Number two, most of us don't see miracles in our lives because we don't make room for them. I, I really believe this is the curse of the Western world. When I go to Lebanon and I work with Syrian refugees, I see tons of miracles. I hear tons of miracles. Why? Because you have a people who need God. If you live a life that is built on providing everything for yourself always, then you don't need a miracle. And the Christian culture in the United States in particular, but in all very well-developed countries, are societies that have conditioned even Christians and followers of Jesus to build their lives in such a way that we never need anything. We've got closets full of canned tuna for a rainy day. And so how, where, where is the space for God to provide a miracle? If you live a life that hyper-protects against any risk and discomfort, you won't need a miracle. you got it covered. Now, I go to Lebanon and I work with the Syrian refugees and they're living literally day by day in fear of, of who might persecute them, who might threaten their families. Of, they've lost houses. They've lost loved ones. 
They've got no jobs, no future, no papers that prove they're a citizen anywhere. They've left their own country. They're afraid to go back because of whatever. They need God. And so the men and women who are giving their lives to Jesus, particularly from, from backgrounds such as the Muslim backgrounds and other backgrounds that would basically kill you if you turn to Christ, they need the Lord. And so, and many of them have no context. They've never heard of Sunday school, the story of Jesus, anything related to the Bible. And so regularly we hear stories of miracles where God shows up to them in dreams, where God reveals himself in miraculous supernatural ways, sort of like he did in the early church. By the way, I've been in Africa. I've had the same experience. God works miracles in cultures that make room for them. I remember going to Africa and and, and, and I, if, if I had a patient that I would diagnose as a new diabetic, our knee-jerk response in the United States is to give him meds. Their knee-jerk response in an underdeveloped world is to pray. You see, this is huge. So first, first, our faith is weak. Second, we don't make room for them. If you want to see a miracle in your life, start making room for it. Start giving generously, even to your own hurts. Give more than you have. And watch what God will do. You go, man, that's a stupid way to live. Okay, that's fine. Then you and I won't see miracles as long as we continue to protect everything, to build such a secure foundation in our life that we don't need God. And so, so are there such a thing as miracles? And why don't I see more of them in my life? Number one, it might be that you don't believe in them. Number two, or in a God who gives them, by the way. Number two, you're not making room for them. And here's the third, and this is probably where I want to spend a little bit more time um, most of us don't see miracles in our life and don't even notice it because we don't have eyes for them, because we don't have eyes for them. Um, see, in order to see miracles, you have to look for them. And, uh, and, and, and in fact, many of us are missing miracles that are happening in our life day in and day out. The Christian life is full of God-given big and small miracles. The essence of salvation is miraculous. God has saved us from the pit of hell, from our own selves, from our sin. He's, he's brought us to God, a holy God, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Already we've been given this amazing miracle. We're told in, in Ephesians that God has lavished his love on us through Christ, that he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. If you don't think these are miracles, man, you're not breathing. This is crazy what God has promised. He's preparing for us in John 14. Jesus himself says, I go to prepare a place for you. He has a place, a home that he's preparing for us. Like your retirement is set. Like most people, they spend money on, on providing a home for them for, for themselves for when they retire. Our post-death retirement, like after we leave this earth, is set. Jesus has already prepared us a home. That is a miracle. So, so in, these are big ways God has already blessed us with miracles. But even in small ways, day after day, God pours miracles on our lives but most of us don't have eyes for them. We're not looking. And I'm telling you, this happens over and over again. The Christian life is a miracle that is too amazing to ever get, ever get over. The Christian life counts as mainstream what God sees as miraculous. So many of us, we're so jaded. We count it as mainstream what God says is miraculous. The miracle of new life, the miracle of new birth, the miracle of the Spirit indwelling in us. We're just like, yeah, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a big check in the mail. I'm, we want miracles that meet our physical human need here. We don't even care about miracles of spiritual substance. We want a miracle of the perfect man coming to ask me to marry him when I haven't even gone on a, you know, on a date in the past 10 years. I mean, 
we have this idea of what constitutes a miracle that is not consistent with what God would constitute as a miracle. Now, having said that, I truly believe that God provides in big and small ways. I myself remember, I mean, there's been so, so many cool miraculous stories. I'll tell you a couple of cool stories that I think I, are a reminder of that. I remember when I went to, uh, in fact, this, this illustration probably will, will take a few minutes. So, so I think you like the story. And if you've been following me for some time, you might have heard it on Facebook Live a few years ago. I was in Lebanon on a mission trip. It was early on when we didn't have a lot of funding we were, we still are, truly walking by faith. Now we have a big work in Lebanon with Syrian refugees as well as with the Lebanese people and continue to see it grow. And God has provided um, uh, a consistent, steady, you know, not huge, but steady uh, provision for the work that we're doing. But back then we had nothing. And so every trip we would like ask people to give to help us to sustain the clinics that we would do. We'd go do a one-week clinic and the cost was somewhere between five and $10,000. I was always stressed in those days. I mean, I was worried, where would we pay for it? And I was eating into my savings sometimes to have to pay for it. And I was mad at God. And I was like, God, please, you got to provide for us. And that particular encounter, I remember, um, I remember just sort of getting to the point where I didn't even want to pray for a miracle anymore. I just didn't believe that God would do it. Exactly what I'm telling you in this episode. And, 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 and the day before the clinic, we were setting up and then I was well aware of how many dollars had come through in the donations, and I knew that we were going to be short, and and I just felt stressed by it, and a lady on the team said, let's pray, and I just rolled my eyes in my head, and I thought, I didn't show it, but inside, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, but you know, because I was one of the leaders, we got together to pray, and we bowed our head and prayed, and I'm telling you, it took like 20 minutes of praying before my heart even stepped into the prayer. And then I remember just asking God to provide. And I did. I, I had a, I mean, my faith was not great, I will admit, but it was, I prayed it in faith. And, and honestly, my expectations were low. And, um, and then the next day we did the clinic. And um, in fact, after the prayer, I remember I opened my phone and refreshed my emails and somebody had given uh, a, a donation and it was a big donation for us at the time and I remember it was like $782 and and and, and I kind of rolled my eyes I know that sounds like lame now but I thought who would give $782 like don't people round off like if you're gonna give we do either 800 or 780 like what's that and so I, I remember even emailing my assistant Irina and I said Irina what is that and she goes maybe it's the 10th of their income like don't you know just be grateful God sent you as a donation so I was like yeah I really am grateful but whatever, you know, and so I, you know, it's still sort of like this jaded, ah, what can God do? I can't see anything happening here. Much like Elisha's servant, who was like with Elisha going, we're going to be defeated by the enemy. And Elisha prays that his eyes would be open. So next day we go to the clinic, we run the clinic. And at the end of the clinic, we would stop daily at the pharmacy to get our accounts. Like how much did we spend today? And all day I'd been telling people like, be careful, don't overspend, you know, just keep it basic. And, and, uh, and we went to the clinic and everybody waited in the van and I got out of the van and ran in and I said, hey, Maze, can you, you have our, our, our amount that we owe you today? And she, she got her paperwork and gave me the paperwork. And I had one goal in mind. I wanted us to be under $1,000. That was all I wanted, under $1,000. I remember being so focused on that. And I got in the van and, and I said, guys, we're under $1,000. All we owe today is $782. And everyone in the van who knew they all had been part of the prayer meeting the night before, they had heard about my donation story. Everyone stopped except me. I still was like, guys, I'm so happy we're under $1,000. And Guy, his name is Guy, he's a guy. Guy says to me from the back, Helena, how much did you say we owe? 
And I said, 782. He goes, how much did you say we owe for today? I'm telling you guys, I was stopped in my tracks. It took me a good second to remember. And then I was like, oh, my loving Lord. And I mean that in a very, I felt in awe at this God who, despite my disbelief, despite my lack of vision, despite the fact that I rarely make room for them, had spoken so powerfully and miraculously. He had provided an incredibly unusual amount, enough so that everyone on the team knew that this was an unusual amount. And then the next day, our expenses were identical to this unusual amount. Now you tell me, do you have eyes to see the miracles that God is doing in your life day in and day out? I believe in miracles. Why don't we see more of them in our lives? Well, we really don't believe in the God who provides them. We don't make room for them in our life, and sometimes they happen and we don't even notice them. Hey, if you're looking for a miracle, we'd love to pray with you. Send me an email at dearlena at livingwithpower.org. Same goes if you've got questions for this podcast. I'd love to answer your questions. Send it to dearlena at livingwithpower.org. Let me remind you that we've got tons of resources for you at livingwithpower.org. Also, if you land on the page, at the top of it is a blue box that says join our community. I invite you personally to join our community. Every Thursday night, I teach Facebook Live. Uh, in our community page and uh, that group of people is growing in the Lord's in leaps and bounds and they love what's happening there Uh, that group is a miracle and so uh, let's live um, serving this God who has promised us everything who continues to provide everything we need and who can do so much more than any of us can ask or imagine that God loves you and has called you to himself and if that's not a miracle today I don't know what is y'all have a great day and I'll catch you again next week